And welcome to Light the Sky Podcast, where tonight we are going to be closing out our Jimi Hendrix journey. Uh, we've been going track by track, album by album, throughout the discography of the great Jimi Hendrix. And tonight we're covering The Cry of Love, the re- album recorded in 1970 and uh, released after his death in 1971. So uh, we did cover Band of Gypsies' last album. Uh, we did an interesting format on that one where we just listened to the whole thing. Thing and just paused it and talked about uh, certain points as it as they came up, but uh, tonight we're going to be going back to the typical track by track, love it or flush it. Uh, Chris and Kevin on tonight. Alex just wrapping up his tour with the band Lurk, so I'm not going to plug that anymore. Uh, so the, uh, <laughs> Don't go see them. They've got no more shows. Yeah, there's, there's nothing going on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as, as far as uh, Hendrix goes, this is going to be our last album that we are covering. This is a posthumous album, but it does have all new material. It has uh, original music. It has uh, original songs. Uh, I know there's Rainbow Bridge. There's uh, you know some live albums that are probably worth covering, but uh, for tonight, this is going to be it. This is going to be the end of Hendrix. Uh, sorry for not streaming live on Twitch tonight. There's just a little bit of technical difficulties <laughs> on my end, and I just don't feel like working them out. So, uh, sorry. Uh, you'll just have to wait two weeks for this one to come out, and then, uh, I guess, complain to us on all of the social medias that we don't post on. Um, because, yeah, hey, uh, it's been a while on that uh, front, too. But uh, we're talking music tonight. The Cry of Love. 10 songs released after the man's death, uh, perhaps not as polished as he would have liked them to be, but he had no say in the matter. Even if he was alive, he didn't really seem to have much say in the matter due to the record contract uh, that he was under or the disputes or I don't know. You know, this is the kind of thing that has always been going around with the guy. So at a certain point, I mean, it's easy to forget that, uh, you know, artists took a long time before they had control of their music back then. This is far from the era of the self-release, self-promotion, where the middleman has been banished to the moon, and you can sell your art. Well, I guess the middleman <laughs> in this scenario is Spotify or YouTube or you know whatever other platform you're using. But for the most part, you really had to operate underneath the uh, supervision of the A&R man, even if you were as talented and as uh, you know as as much of a genius as Jimi Hendrix was. You just really had uh, you know it's kind of a shame. I guess I'm ranting on that uh, point because I think that's kind of my point to this album but uh anyway tonight uh we're starting off with chris give us your opening thoughts on cry of love <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah this uh it's probably the epitome of a good b-side album not great but good yeah there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of great kind of musical moments um just some cool kind of jimmy guitar uh uh moments yeah that are a little bit structured a little bit differently than what you find on what he put out, uh, or what or what was put out, yes, since yeah, he wasn't involved with the with the final product of this. Um, this is, definitely has that more like seventies kind of country rock kind of sound in the guitars. It's not; it doesn't have that kind of kind of muddy sixties tone too much. I mean, I know there are some sixties uh, uh, stuff that he probably recorded a year or so pr- prior, but uh, uh, who knows? It was probably uh, Eddie Kramer kind of tweaking stuff in the studio to give it more of a shine. Um, and you can definitely tell, yeah, that there's somebody else behind the board kind of putting this together like a puzzle. Um, even sometimes when you listen to some of the vocals, um, you can kind of tell like that they that it was it doesn't have that live feel like like that, like you kind of felt on the first three records where you can tell Jimmy's in there kind of just like 
Yeah, he, like he's into it. Yeah, we're here. He's sadly only there in spirit or on or on uh, record. Um, and it kind of makes you wonder, like, yeah, what? Uh, how much more would have Jimmy fleshed out these songs? I mean, would he? How much more fat would he have added or subtracted? Because uh, there are some moments where you feel, especially towards kind of the end, where you're like, "Man, I wish they would have fleshed that out." Or it's, it's sad that he didn't get to kind of kind of inject a little bit more into it. Um, but uh, melody and music, uh, melody wise, I mean, I like a lot of the songs on here. Um, uh, so I think I'll. I'll give it a, uh, a seven and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Kevin, what do you think? Mm, I have to agree with a lot of what Chris is feeling on this. My score not may not be quite as high, but yeah, it's good. Not great. Um, and uh, in a weird way, I, I really like this album. And at the same time, I felt like uh, career progression rise. It was more of a sidestep than a step forward. Yeah. But how much can we really say is that like his doing? That's really hard to tell. Like nobody will know. It, it's yeah. they say that he completed a lot of these songs. Like oh, you can yeah. But how much? What does that mean? What is completion? How much can I like, find them as yeah, a guy like, known and, for doing that? Right. right. And that's, and that's like, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, like how because there are some things here where you're like, man, I can almost tell you, yeah, he was not done with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, you could tell you yeah, that there was just some. Yeah, there was some muscle missing. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get that feeling. And in that way, it's like I kind of liked some of these songs, but at the same time, you felt like it wasn't as big of a step forward as it probably would have been if he were live or you were expecting for 1970. Just just kind of the way he is and the way he's been pushing forward. You just expected something a, a bit more. And uh, unfortunately, we can't I, I can't really criticize him for that. Like I don't really want to give him a bad score on the album because <laughs> he's, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. Sure. Um, but that being said, this is maybe one of the better uh, posthumous albums I've ever probably listened to. Not, yeah. not, I don't know. Most of the ones do feel cobbled together. Um, I don't know we, if we you covered qu- made in heaven, made in heaven. That, that is, uh, consider that a fr- uh, you know, it's not a queen posthumous album, but, yeah, I think I, that, that's I was pretty tough. hard on that one. You I can think, blame yeah. the band a yeah, little bit more yeah. for that. You could, yeah, because they they put it together. Like there were some good moments there, and, that was, remember, and some bad ones. That, and that was what four or five years after he died. Well, that was 1995, I think. Yeah. So right? that was four years. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. I mean, he. He pretty much. I think was done in ninety. As far as uh, so here, mm-hmm. it was only like six months between when he died. Uh, yeah. Seventies. So. You got to get a record out. <laughs> Yeah, so there's also there's so that he there's enough of him there where it still gives it. I think it boosts a little bit above. Yeah, uh, it's not like releasing an album of, like oh that posthumous record we never got. Okay, well here it is, and it's like it's like 25 years later or whatever. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Those, they're putting uh, out Van Michael Halen. Jackson. Yeah, where, where yeah. the Van Halen posthumous tracks coming? When are those coming? Yeah, those you 10 thousand. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, get um, off the couch, put down the hoagie. Release some of these tracks. You know, you know what would be funny. Uh, not to sidestep, but uh, yeah, the, putting uh, those uh, 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 all the music on there and just like selling them to whoever wants to, almost like NFTs or whatever. Like, okay, we're gonna. Uh, oh, for, uh, oh yeah. yeah, you know that's coming. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, Hendrix wasn't Chris, around to sell NFTs of his. Don't music. give them ideas. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be. I'm going to see that on the I'm, news. I'm, I'm, next te- week. I'm testing to see Wolf. Let's see what, what, what kind of integrity does he right, have. Well, we're <laughs> made in heaven. Made in heaven. We had to pad that album out. I forgot about this one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Four <laughs> second track. And then that stupid 22 minute thing. Yeah. Boy, anyway. the 90s did not do anything for brevity uh, when it came to albums. Not at all. So, well, you know what? 1971 here, right? 40 Mm -hmm. minutes. So, you know what? Appreciate (laughs) that at least. I'm going to give this a six. Okay. Um, That's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, that's overall how I feel about it. It's like good uh, for for a Listenable. Yeah. 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 All right. I mean, what do I add that hasn't already been said? Um, I'll probably go... Well, maybe I guess I'll add that some of these songs are strangely longer than you think because Hendrix was such a master at giving you a little tease of the brilliance, uh, and it was almost a complaint that I had when you had songs like "Castles in the Sand" or "Castles Made of Sand" that yeah. was, you know, what was that? That was like two and a half minutes, and yeah, uh, a lot uh, of wing is like barely cracking two minutes, and. And you just almost wish they would have been fleshed out a little bit more. And this is kind of just like on average, it must be, uh, you know, it, between obviously between three and four. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's unusually long for a Hendrix song. Uh, I know he was very experimental. Uh, last record, um, uh, or at least last last Electric Ladyland, you know, had some fourteen minute bangers on it. Um, so you know, I get that that's that's you know, he was all over the place on that record. But on this one, it's just all very steady four minutes. You know, maybe uh, a little too long in places, but who knows? Because uh, there's nothing that you couldn't assume for sure about that, that there wouldn't have been something trimmed in a more creative part that he would have worked out to be put in. Uh, you really don't know. You can't hold him blameless for it, but uh, you can't blame him for it either. So I will give this one a 5.5 uh, just for the fact that a lot of it is quite mediocre, but there's enough brilliance in there to mm-hmm. give it a listen. Um, it's just not essential listening. And right. maybe this isn't an essential episode, so turn it off now if you're not going to be entertained, <laughs> I guess. Um, but 5.5 is what I'm going to give this one, um, almost regretfully, but honestly, that's that's where it would really be. So a, uh, a slightly above mediocre album in my book. All right, well, it's time to dive into the track by track, and we're going to be starting with track number one, Freedom. Uh, this is not going to be the uh, opener to Alice Cooper's Raise Your Fist and Yell, but it's going to be the opener to a Hendrix album. So what are we in store for? Probably some guitar and some singing, some passion there, starting it right from the top.
like how this one gets right down to business. Yeah. Uh, we really haven't done that since Purple oh, yeah. Haze, where there was just no nonsense, just, just you know. And this one feels more, uh, probably among all the uh, 10 tracks on this album, that it feels like it's the most fleshed out musically. Uh, but honestly, it's a bit of a low bar compared to what we have coming. Um, I mean, it, Kevin, can you start at 304? Because I love the ending of the song. Um, it, it, it's just kind of a, you know, it, it really harkens back to the creativity that he had in prior records. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like that. I'm glad that's you just, made a note of that. Yeah, that's just Hendrix at his finest, uh, and that's whatever that is like a diminished seventh quarter. I think it might just be going up, uh, um, you know, uh, thirds like a tritone, just you know, up, up. Uh, what would that be? Three steps, up three steps, up three steps. It's just a really cool ending that just uh, it has that open feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's some great drumming on this song. Uh, so this one's a, a strong opener. It just doesn't feel like an iconic opener. Um, uh, I- I don't know, yes. but you're just comparing it to such greatness with Purple right. Haze. That's just, I w- you know. I will, I will say as far as the uh, the posthumous songs, I mean, maybe aside from Dolly Dagger, uh, I think this is one of the most fully realized. I think they, I, I, mm-hmm. I think this was pretty much done when uh, when they uh, when he when they put it out. But uh, uh, yeah, I, this was this was always a posthumous song I came back to. I mean, as far as those, because I never really dug deep into these kind of weird. Um, yeah, because maybe again a song here and there. Uh, but this one just felt like a like it was like a part of the of the canon. Yeah, like it has that that opener that we all yeah uh, mm-hmm. that, that we're that we're that Jimmy is known for. Just that kind of very pers- personable kind of yeah, just kind of stands on its own. Um, uh, and I love in the uh, like in the chorus with the crashing pianos and the guitar. It's just there's just this muscle. Um, it almost kind of reminded me in like a weird way of uh, like uh, Spanish Castle Magic, where everything just there's just a low end kind of. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, but here we got pianos instead of like uh, just just overdubbing the guitar. Yeah, what do you think about the piano? Does it work or does it not? I love it. I mean, that was that was a standout part for me, especially there because it just feels like uh, like a punch. It almost has like that, yeah, yeah, like with a metal guitar. It just adds this. But it's not. It's piano. Yeah, I don't. It it gives a character. Mind it. I don't mind it either. You you figure that you know this is this would be studio album four technically right you know he's gonna start adding some stuff right. this is the yeah. time where he's gonna start expanding the right. texture and hopefully into synthesizers if he had gotten a yeah. 1972 oh, album or something I, yeah so we yeah, had a little like, organ uh, on a prior record you know it's, no, it's fine. Yeah. I, know, I know he predates rush by about a decade but i would have liked to have seen like could could jimmy have gone into like a power windows Kind era. of, kind oh, of era. Oh man, you are asking so much of the guy to survive that long. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even make it through the '60s. He's not. He's got to do another 15 years here. Have to make it to the 80s. It's like a whole Aerosmith career and back. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Hendrix revival, like Elvis Mach Two. You know, when he became like the fat Vegas Elvis. <laughs> like that's what Hendrix he would have to endure. Uh, like yeah, he wasn't no. gonna be power windows, Chris. I don't yeah. even know what the guy would have looked like it by that time. <laughs> by eighty five, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah early forty. But uh, but uh, yeah, also interesting. Uh, yeah, one last thing. Um, uh, yeah, uh, like one of the few songs where Jimmy is kind of dealing with the dark side of drugs, which I did. I, I never got that from the song. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I never was in this one. Yeah, about 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 his girlfriend or watching his girlfriend trying to get through her heroin addiction and just trying to break that. I mean, I think that's where the whole freedom kind of like yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah, just to kind of get out of that situation. You know, the funny thing is, uh, yeah. I thought it was more of like a civil rights thing. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, because yeah, this, this, right, this, this is right in the yeah, uh, early 70s. Yeah, it was really dark, kind of Black Panther era, kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, when things really got kind of uh, got dark but uh, or, or violent. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but no, that's not what it was. It, yeah, it had to do with yeah, just a personal relationship. Yeah, this this one definitely encouraged me to start off the record. Like, oh, I had yeah. no concept of what this record was going to be. Wanna... And when I put this on, I'm like, you know what? That's dun, a good dun, opener. Dun, I, dun, I, dun, I, dun, I like dun, the way dun, this dun, is yeah. rocking. You know, especially we, we already did the experimental openers with EXP and you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't need number three. And here we go. Freedom. I'm like, oh, okay. So I am ready for this. I'm like, this is this may be the one, you know, that really... It would have been Curtis, funny. It really takes yeah. it away. You would, you would know maybe, um, but just because all the songs were written and recorded by Hendrix, at least you know, like yeah. for the most part, it doesn't mean he had necessarily ordered them. No, I think it was. I mean, I think maybe half the songs I think were maybe in the can, um, but uh, I think a lot of it because I mean he was so prolific. I mean that's why music was still coming out. I mean like decades later, and not just regurgitations of old. I mean there are a lot of. Oh, uh, uh, like Valleys of Neptune, which I know is a new was one of the newer posthumous records. Uh, that was a song written in like 68, 69. That just was oh, kept yeah, on the. You know it. There's going to be some song that we didn't cover in the discography and people are going to be uh, uh, messaging us. Why didn't you cover? Uh, yeah, because it's, play yeah. or whatever. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, there was yeah, there was just so much. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, why did they pick these in particular? Maybe because just Jimmy, maybe he just he was involved with these songs fresh enough where the they most, just like, OK, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we picked it because it's a it's an actual coherent album, right? True. And it is. I mean, regardless, like like I said in the opening statement, it has a B side feel to it. Uh, you can tell these are not. This is not. Are you experienced? Yeah, it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't hit anywhere like that does. Um, I mean, but they feel like the songs that could have been on the B side. Yeah, of that. Yeah, where they're good, but it's like, but they're not. Yeah, they're not a not a side material. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, um, well, let's move on yeah. to track two, drifting. Uh, I'm going to start this one at 1 minute and 25 seconds. interesting one because I, I i had to sit with it for quite a while because i couldn't figure out what to make of it uh because again it's very interesting i mean it's got the like this is 1970 and he's already like looking toward the future as far as 70s soul music because that was the first thing i thought of i mean you think of 
uh, uh, like again, Curtis Mayfield or uh, uh, or Marvin Gaye, like that kind of it has that kind of vibe to it. You can almost feel like this could have been a song on like on like the Soul Train, like that kind of. Uh, but then you got Jimmy's guitar, and it's like, okay, that's actually. At first, I didn't really know what to make of it, but I'm like, this was definitely, I guess you could say, a stocks on the rise song for me because it, it took a while. This was a slow burner stock on the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, you're watching it. Well, it's doing. I mean, it's, this yeah. one maybe a little bit too close to uh, Little Wing. It is. No, it's, it's definitely. Uh, uh, though I think there's a song later that I think is more like that. Uh, I think this is just different enough but I, I can see where you're saying though yeah it's got that very kind of dreamy feel to it um uh, i, I kind of had there it kind of reminded me of like one rainy wish like that kind of where it's got the very shimmery guitars kind of in the background um and uh again that solo i didn't know what to make of it it's especially towards the end but i'm like this is actually yeah like he's he he's kind of t- Picking his influences like outside the blues, more in the soul area. But he's when you hear that guitar, he's like, okay, he's still bringing it back to him. I don't know how he's doing it, mm-hmm. I, and it took me a while. Like I had it in my brain, and it was like my brain was processing it over like weeks. Yeah, like okay, what do I? Yeah, how do I? How do I rate this? And it's uh, it, it's yeah, it's got it, it ultimately turned out to be a warm blanket. Uh, after kind of you you wash it a couple of times at the beginning, it's a little kind of itchy, a little. Um, but after kind of wearing it in a little bit, it's like, yeah, okay, like, all right. I, um, and then, and the, and the other weird thing, and I don't know, uh, what your, your guys thoughts on it. The, uh, um, oh, where, oh, did he leave? Okay. I'm going to wait. Oh, I don't want, I don't want to, I, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> oh, well, I will say. Okay. This song reminded me of like early. Yes. So oh. we're talking about like yes album, fragile kind of stuff. Okay. The only issue with that, yeah, a little bit in some of the yeah. chords that are being used and maybe some of the dreaminess that's yeah. going on. But the problem is at this time, yes was already releasing albums. Right. By the time seventy one is rolling around, they're already releasing some great stuff. So maybe it fits in there, but yeah, and who uh, knows? Maybe he wasn't done with it either. Who knows if he would have how much sure. if he, how much he would have tweaked it. Uh, but yeah, what, more. and it was weird when he and it's again it's one line that he sings and I I thought it was kind of when he sings you're in love it sounds like something out of his range like it doesn't sound like the like the way he normally sings it does sound uh, a little bit different and it sounds a little bit off and I can't put my finger on it because uh, it's interact because it shows like okay he's trying something new but it's he's like trying that's like he's trying to hit like a real vocal like a real melodic kind of like. Uh, not a classical, you know what I mean, where it's like more, not even a crooner, just something, something with a very diverse range. Yeah. yeah outside of like a normal rock context. Um, and yeah, that's one thing I just, I don't know. I don't know if it totally hits for me. I think there's something kind of a little, kind of a little uh, shaky about it, a little awkward. Like, sure. oh, la. You can see he's trying to, like, it doesn't sound like, for me, it doesn't sound like him. Yeah. It's a little I, out of what you expect. Expect. I mean, I, that, I maybe think, some people like this. Maybe some people probably appreciate that, and I do kind of. I mean, it's nice to see, but I don't think it. Yeah, it's a weird song. Like I said, when I first heard, it, I thought it was just kind of a cheesy bubble gum, but then I kind of like, yeah, it's it's hard. You really got to pick it apart, and you got to kind of, yeah, you got to look at the like the different styles in here. Yeah, the way that he's yeah. singing, the way he's playing guitar. Yeah, just the, and I don't know as far as how it's who knows if that was Eddie Kramer just. uh um yeah just kind of adding his shine yeah mark yeah yeah i was saying as far as um one one of the uh vocal 
parts where he sings your love i thought was a really weird the way he sings it just didn't sound like something it was kind of outside his normal wheelhouse because uh, you can see he's trying to like give it like some character like your love yeah where there's like a little bit of it's the one with uh, Stevie Winwood on it, isn't it? Yeah, I think singing the uh, back of vocals, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, actually, no, that, that's uh, Easy Rider. Oh, is it? Okay. Which we're going to go to next. Yeah. Uh, Easy Rider, starting at 1 minute and 32 seconds. You know, what I love about this song <laughs> is just how you can feel rock and roll on the tarmac. Like it's 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 starting to get some air. Like it's starting to yeah. hit the runway and starting to just launch a little bit and starting to really separate it from the airport of the blues. Like right. you, you still hear it's, you hear blues in that bridge, but just that riff. It's, 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 it's very it's very seventies. Like it's it's like the pre like one of the like the foundations of what seventies like rock guitar sounded like. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's not very sixties, especially there at the end of that clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it really yeah. feels like a it would be an incredible Queen song. Oh, you yeah. Hear Queen pulling this off. You're right. Yeah, um, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's got that Brian S kind of very mid rangey kind of grindy. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, can you, yeah, Mark, I didn't mean to cut you up. Can you play just the intro? I just love how it opens. Sure, let me cue that up real yeah. quick. Yeah. That... That's so Van Halen to me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love how it just builds like that, and then it goes. Into I wish the he again. were a little bit. I know I criticized production on Ladyland, but I wish that he would have been there. Like, give it a little bit more beef, guys. I feel like it's a little bit too toned down, and I don't think that's his fault. There's some cool uh, uh, right before that weird double fade out at the end, but there's some double cowbell action going on. Where uh, is Mitch the one on this song? Uh, it, can you just play like maybe like the last uh, 15 seconds on this one? Mm-hmm. The band kind of explodes. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. yeah. The trem picking weird? right there. He's just wailing on the cowbell. He's like doing a drum roll on the cowbell, (laughs) and then it's got that that weird. I like. I don't know who is like. It's like somebody fell asleep at the control board, and they dragged the fader down. And somebody's (laughs) like, no, 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 way back up, and then oh, went back down again. Like it's it's just it's just stupid. Um, it's one of those things that you feel like if Hendrix were alive, he would have been like, like, what is this? (laughs) Like it's just not. They were trying to be like 
all all you know you know what he would have done he would have done this double yeah they, they, yeah, they, like, they, no. they, yeah. they, they do they, yeah they do like the uh, uh like the parodied version of what they think he would do like what the rest of like the like the like the, his audience like the rest of the uh, hendrix audience or his friends not really mm-hmm. knowing who he really is yeah, and they just kind of it were turns out just yeah just to be like a parody of what the hendrix okay let's just go overboard with the effects or over but not in a way that he that makes it sound like a jimmy like yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and to be experimental in the studio in 1970, you got to be a little bit more than that. Like, yeah. It, it just, it just, At this just, point, yeah. And that's Worth. the kind of thing that this is where you can lay the blame on the band or the surviving members or the producer. It's like just because Jimmy isn't around doesn't mean that you can't get creative with what you have or is this just a cash grab you know what is it here you know is, is it just going to be a uh a, i don't it, there's just you, you need just don't do it if you're not going to do something creative with it if you're going to do something stupid like that then you're just ruining what otherwise i think is the uh well at least the most fun song to listen to the album probably the one i would come back to and mm-hmm. be like what's that cool hendrix song with that nice riff and it's not really complicated it's pretty straightforward but you know, it, it, it's not anywhere near as creative as the early stuff, but it's just, uh, it's, it's fun to hear and, and know what's coming next in terms of rock and roll. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Nightbird Flying. Uh, start this one at two minutes and 30 seconds. it's funny i'm gonna resurrect a term we haven't heard in a while but i'm gonna i'm gonna match it for 1970 uh uh the uh that how you opened up that clip kevin with that i immediately thought of mark's uh but again because it's 1970 we're gonna have a hard rock hoedown (laughs) 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 that just threw me and i did it didn't throw me in a good way i just i don't know why that just bothered me it, I, I can I don't know because again this uh, 1970 this would have been right around yeah like the Allman Brothers second or third album uh, so there's a little bit you've got that country rock feeling here uh, which and I just don't there's just something here where it just I don't know it just leaves kind of a bad but when <laughs> it gets into like, like it's just kind of like you can hear just kind of transposes you can hear like like one of those barn dances with like hay and people and like country clapping at clap yeah exactly and I'm like I don't prefer this thing from Hendrix too yeah exactly so that was uh yeah and even the intro is kind of a weird uh uh, probably another influence I could see maybe Chris, like, like Janis, Janis I, you're, Joplin. You're here. convincing me to tee this this song just on the fact that Hendrix should be cool and that image that you put in my head <laughs> I know. isn't. I, it, 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 yeah, and it, it, yeah, it was all yeah, just yeah, it, like I had no control over that image. Just entered my brain. 
Like it, it, it was involuntary. I it think. was an involuntary thoughts about. Yeah, where I'm like, like that's not. I, can, I, I again, who knows what he would have said about as far as this song. Like what we got is that what he was looking for really. I mean, was this a hundred percent or was it like? Or was there another 20 percent that we needed that could have? Like, like, <laughs> like when I, I guess it's it's when you it's, when you're making assumptions, you're going to make assumptions that the guy had untapped brilliance still to come and you don't know that whatever was left was actually going to be better than what would have came before it very well could have been worse (laughs) decided to to put a harmonica solo in the end yeah uh, like break (laughs) out the kazoo because that's like oh my god he's bringing i would have loved if that part would have been just like where it had nothing to do with the song it was just like one of those like rough cuts on the floor or whatever where you just had like like 30 seconds of something he was noodling around with and it had nothing to do it's like oh well this is kind of we're good we got that okay we'll just jam it here let's see how it it's like okay yeah i mean who knows i mean i'm sure they had just a, a mountain of, of things to work with but that yeah, there are things i like about it. again like after it does that it kind of gets into that kind of what you'd later hear from like skinner and a lot of the other southern rock kind of but again it's just it's very uneven and again i know right here i mean it's still kind of an unknown i mean that country southern rock really hasn't developed into what it would maybe a year or two later. I mean, because, yeah, we're a year away from, like, Live at the Fillmore and yeah, from the Elmer Brothers and Eat a Peach, and then you've got, like, another year or so from that for the first Skinner record. Um, and uh, uh, and I know you had, like, I know the birds were doing country rock, and I know the Eagles were just starting to find their... I mean, the Eagles were never this hard, though, but uh, a lot of that sound was starting to come up, but here it just... It doesn't feel like it's his wheelhouse, like it, it was with those other bands. Yeah, it just doesn't sound very natural. And um, like, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll, well have to see where we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to my yeah. friend. And I don't even have a timestamp for the song because I forgot to put one. So I'm just gonna click uh, and hope that I end up someplace good. Okay. Uh, I thought with this one too, when I think about it though, wasn't uh, um, uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival? They were pretty oh, yeah, much in the peak oh, of what they the were doing here. Yeah, this is kind of at the peak of their career. I think they were a year or two away from breaking up. But yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. I should have. I'm ashamed right, of well, myself. We're gonna, well, let's start my friend at 59. Haven't I seen you somewhere in hell? Or was it just an accident? West side, my feet they howled in pain. The wheels of a bandwagon cut very deep, but not as deep in my mind as a rain. And as they pulled away, I could see her words stagger and fall on my muddy tent. Well, I picked them up, brushed them off to see what they said, and you wouldn't believe. Bring along a bottle and a present And uh, sometimes it's not so easy Especially when your only friend Talks all right, oh, Keep it going, I love that, that part Alright, alright Sees, looks and feels like you And you do just the same as him Just like she like, gets very lonely out in this room Oh, uh, Kevin, sorry, he, he cute I think it's not a Kevin, you could take it all right, Kevin, what do you got? Oh. <laughs> I want to see what's behind that. 
Yeah, that uh, trademark Kevin I Smirk. do yeah. not like this song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. All right. Feels too basic blues. Uh, the storytelling style usually grabs me in, but it didn't this time. And I feel like this whole club thing just feels way too fake. Does people stop dropping their glasses? Yeah. How, how often do you have to hear <laughs> clinking? constantly and it's it just I, I don't know it just there's something about it that just feels so mediocre to me it just feels like here's, got, here's yeah. some blues rock you're gonna throw some sound effects which are obviously not in a club because it's way too studio and it's just the and and then on top of that the lyrics didn't grab me so that's where yeah. i am with my friend kind of like a thumbs down Okay, Stocks I, I, I don't sink. I, I don't hate it. Um, I, I think it would be a great goof closer, and it is the B side yeah. closer. I'm sorry, the A side closer, but this is re- would be really just like a really great tag to uh, an album. Uh, you know, like an Ice Cream Man or a a. Uh, if it were um, maybe two minutes, maybe. Yeah, it is. This is you know what, you, forty. Jeez, like it probably goes like a a a. a, a a verse and chorus too long, like it probably just repeats a section. I mean, when you have that, uh, uh, what was that? That uh, um, uh, um, what was that Queen? Uh, it wasn't closer, but it was uh, uh, like bring back that Leroy Brown, and just you it, know, it, it's a nice uh, comic relief of a song. I you suppose. know, you know what this? Yeah, you know what this reminded me of, and it almost well, not note for note, but um, do you remember the? Uh, well, not that you guys know a lot about Bob Dylan. I mean, this just not only does it stream like Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Uh, but you, uh, that song, what, what was it called? Rainy Day Women, where like everybody wants to be alone, everybody must get stoned. You know what I'm talking about? That one. And the background, <laughs> the back, I would turn it off. Yeah, the but the, but if you listen, the background, like the, like the accompanying uh, band, sound exactly like how they do in this song, where it just sounds like they're in a club, like drinking and clanking. There's a lot of clanking. If you don't like clanking, <laughs> drinking and clinking and clinking. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of that. Again, it just sounds like a goof, and I know it's funny because it's one of his like iconic songs, even though it's very goofy. Uh, but that, that that's it. Felt like uh, Jimmy just kind of ripped that song and kind of tried to kind of do his own thing with that. Uh, I mean, the production's a lot better than that than the Bob Dylan song, but uh, uh, but you know, it's funny. Another thing with this song, it, whenever you think of like that. Uh, like that late '80s, early '90s, like country music, where you got like the music video. It's very clean. You got the guy, like the like the country solo star in a bar on stage, and it's very, yeah, kind of like one of those honky tonk kind of clubs. You can just feel the sweat and all the, uh, mm-hmm. not the kind of not like the what we're used to with the rock crowd, but just that country kind of, yeah, uh, where it's a little sheen, but not too where it takes you too much into pop. It's a humid uh, song. It is a humid song. Um, <laughs> You know, you know who I would have liked to have seen this. My, who might might have made it work? Maybe, maybe like uh, like Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think could have. I would have liked to have seen him do kind of a cover of this because uh, I think it, like again, I don't think at least with Jimmy's version, I can't see this early seventies in this song. I I see like uh, just like a like uh, like a honky tonk blues song made for MTV, like that kind of. It just has I, I would have yeah. I would have really liked if this song had a nice overdriven guitar solo. Instead of just mm-hmm. kind of a yeah, that would make Some, it you know we'll sing a little bit. <laughs> it would have yeah. taken it to a three out of ten for uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it. I don't think it stinks. I just think there are too too many things that 
make it mediocre and or irritate me like the drinking clinking clack yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it makes it makes it a novelty kind of and who knows maybe what he was well, we don't know who knows if this song would have even made it this could have been just him goofing with around with friends and then eddie kramer got a hold of it oh he would have liked this one yeah i'm sure he has fans sitting there like digging into the (laughs) man we need to fill a little bit more space on this record it would have been funny if this was just like an afterthought like the tape is still rolling and they're just kind of like jimmy's just kind of riffing on something maybe he just wrote or whatever but it it, it was never meant to be anything like no we're gonna okay we're gonna we're gonna shine this up and we're gonna put it on a a million selling record. <laughs> Remember what like, it always seemed like Van Halen was always the band that just perfected the F U song on a record. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the yeah. I don't he care what you think, Sammy. This one's yeah. getting on here. Like I wonder right. if this is the kind of thing that like the the band post team is there the record label is like oh jimmy love this song let's, let's yeah. put him all out there because we know we we know jimmy and we were yeah. Yeah. you gotta take our word for it um no, but yeah, yeah unfortunately but jimmy was yeah. so you know like when he did blues it was um i don't know like he didn't really do that was what was cool about him is he never did straightforward straight blues yeah it's what uh, threw me on this song mm-hmm. it's too basic yeah for for what he's done in the past, like you, you just can't see him doing this and being like, "Yeah, this is the final version. This is what we do." Uh, I don't buy into it. It seems too fake to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's flip that record over now to straight ahead. Uh, starting at three minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, band tripping over themselves uh, that we uh, that we love so much yeah there's a lot there's a lot Just of stuff crashing to... through their way to the fire exit yeah, yeah this is yeah one of those where there's a lot to pick apart and not for the good reasons uh, <laughs> one thing that uh that that one riff the do 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 part yeah it goes on forever where you think like kind of getting like hey he's gonna go into like a different like a bridge or like and then it's like no there it goes again there's that riff six or seven more times do 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 and it's like you're just sitting there okay like all right no there it is <laughs> and this again. is where it's hard to blame him because that could have just been a placeholder for something more right yeah, or could it have just been where he was going he just is yeah, out of I, ideas 
I uh, yeah, I don't know. And and then just in that part, yeah, that the ending part right there, just it's kind of all. Even there's some repetition there where it feels like it goes on for too long. And this is again, I was, this is I was ready I, to hear a crash symbol fall over. For right. A um, <laughs> and, and it's funny. I got to point out one thing. If Kevin, uh, if you could play the opener, Kevin, where I'm like, oh my god, what is, what is he collaborating with the Jackson Five? Just open it. I mean, you'll probably see what I'm talking about. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. You could just see oh, like Spirit of '76. Oh, uh, pinball game is about to start up. Yeah, okay, there. Yeah, okay, that. Yeah. It's very, it's very brief, but all of a sudden I had this image of just like the brothers on stage, circa 1970, just like dancing, and you get woo, woo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, what is, was that? His oh, like him not tipping his hat to to uh, to Mike and his brothers. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, uh, and then that's solo, you know, which is very kind of a little dense. Yeah, Kevin, if you want to keep playing that. Yeah, it's just Ready a few seconds. Start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, that wasn't the part. I th- Never mind. That, 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 that was actually okay. But, uh, there... Folks, go find this all over here. Well, okay, well, that, t- that, that tells you a lot about what I think of the... Uh, <laughs> okay, I mistook the... Uh, not, not, the whole, not the whole album, but yeah, as far as... Again, this is one of those... doesn't stick completely into your soul, but it's... Yeah, uh, but you can... Uh, a lot of little interesting tidbits uh, for discussion. Yeah, this is one of those songs I, I forgot to write notes for, so I got nothing on this one. Yeah. You know what I put on? Well, this song was playing, and I didn't even notice that was. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's so not bad. It's not offensively bad, but it's not like it, it, good it, it, either. Yeah. Sorry to bag on your favorite song, listener, who thinks that this is straight ahead the, is straight uh, ahead is top ten Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's just yeah. I would love uh, yeah. <laughs> just to get Eddie out frame around here, not just a the trash mold. Okay, what? Okay, what? What were you thinking here? Like <laughs> this iconic producer, yeah. Like, like I just like what? Why does that keep going on forever? Yeah, that one. <laughs> he he yeah, wasn't even there to tell you no. You, yeah, you could have cut whatever you wanted. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, it gets bad. Yeah, for oh, I'm sorry, Mark, uh, butting quick. Yeah, for a guy who is known for like going on for too long, like, like I would have loved to have heard this. Like, did would Jimmy have gotten angry with Eddie for going on too long with that riff? Like, okay, should you cut that? But just him sitting there for a half hour and like, okay, All right, okay, I think we got it. Okay, like, okay, I like, I like this part, not the whole thing. Yeah. What are you gonna Let's say, exclude yeah. the two jams off Electric Ladyland um, okay. in Voodoo Chili and 1983, and that makes this one in the entire Hendrix discography the third longest Hendrix song. Yeah, it definitely doesn't need to be the case. <laughs> The other ones being Voodoo Child and Third Stone from the Sun. The only ones that... Oh, uh, If Six Was Nine, also clocks in longer. So fourth longest Hendrix song, excluding the, uh, the, the, fun, the, you know, the, the obvious, the, the jams. Yeah. Which are, there are only two of them anyway. Sure. All right. Well, that's straight ahead. Uh, maybe it'll be straight ahead into the toilet bowl later. You'll have to find <laughs> out. <laughs> straight ahead down the sewer pipe. Yeah. Make it a beeline to the city <laughs> reservoir. Uh, let's start Astro Man right from the top. <laughs>
dream just the other day. His mind fell out of his face and the wind blew it away. A hand came out from heaven to bend the badge on his chest. It said, get out there, man, and do your best. Yeah, that yeah, that whole like first part just thoroughly cracked me up. Yeah, okay, to throw shit at Superman. All right, okay, yeah, this is a song you can tell they're just having fun. But the, it was funny because I, I I I've known this song for quite a while. This is one of for like, years ago. I remember coming across this one in particular on a kind of compilation, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, it's just a weird kind of a weird rocker. Uh, it's definitely Jimmy got embracing his science fiction side, but really kind of having more fun with it. Yeah, because it's just a weird kind of again, like that. Those just first couple of verses are just like, <laughs> like okay, yeah. I, I, uh, I like how um, at least this one is memorably mediocre. Yeah, to where it has at least several part. Like it, it's not anything that I would ever put in a top ten Hendrix song list, but at least it has. Oh, like that's that's where he does that funny falsetto at the beginning, or just got that funky. Uh, that uh, verse, you know, like the, it's at least has qualities to it that, that I, are you know, catchier. Yeah. I think that opening like falsetto, I think it was from a TV show, actually. Uh, here I'm, yeah, what, I can't remember what it was. It's some like uh, from like my dad's childhood, some like uh, like science fiction TV show from the 50s. And I can't. Yeah, the name escapes me. I cannot remember. I'll have to you know add, what, uh, yeah. You know what saved this song for me? Um Remembering that this is right in the space race era. I'm yeah, like, this. Oh, oh yeah, this is seventy. You know yeah, this what? is Apollo Apollo thirteen. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of around. Yeah, like I'm that like, kind of. Yeah, you know that you know everybody would have been interested in this kind of spacey <laughs> stuff. You know, <laughs> space exploitation stuff. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> uh, that's the key to success in twenty twenty. Write a SpaceX song. <laughs> <laughs> but but this it kind of got me thinking of Apollo thirteen and the moon landing and things like that. I'm like, you know like, what wait. makes me me- like remember this song at least right. more than I did straight ahead. I think the you next know. toxin song should be Blue Origin Blues. Oh God! Send it off. Who, to who, Jeff who would and we see throw shade sponsor. at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, here comes <laughs> Little Wing Part Three. Yeah, I, I was about to make a joke uh, at Jeff's expense, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, let's uh, go on to Angel at two minutes and
this is a this is a, another another one kind of like drifting here that's kind of hard to um and it's funny i guess a lot of this is one of the more popular like post uh like posthumous jimmy kind of ballads i guess everybody loves this i guess it's been covered mm-hmm. i think uh, quite a few times um but uh yeah i don't know it, it has this weird like cheesiness like that you find in 80s like hair ballads i don't know which i feel kind of bad being a that i i love jimmy like yeah really uh, i'm not yeah. picking up on that i think about this, like aerosmith's angel or something like that or maybe a little bit but again it just has this i don't know where it's i did have uh, this marked down as a pre-power ballad yeah you did okay so i'm not the <laughs> yeah. only one all right thank no. you for kind of um i'm not saying that it's i mean yeah it's got a little bit more heart to it uh especially in the lyrics i mean again it's another uh, song but jimmy reflecting on his mother um uh, or i think it was it had its roots in a dream that he had uh and again the Im- the imagery's there you can't put that down um but yeah there's just something and even like the vocal effects on in the chorus like where it just has too much chorus and re- yeah it just makes it even more kind of yeah, there's a cheese factor to it that i hate that's just there that i can't not hear at least for me personally i mean yeah i mean it's uh Again, it's got that Jimmy Hart in it. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't deny that, but um, it just feels like a lesser version of Little Wing uh, with a little May This Be Love kind of thrown in. Yeah, sums it up for me. Yeah. Same here. Thanks, yeah. Chris. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> Took one from the team there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the second to last song, In From The Storm. Sounds like the kind of thing you'd get on AOR album these days, churned out by Frontiers. Um, luckily, this is well before that fact, so maybe we'll get something actually good. Um, but we're going to start this at 30 seconds. those those vocals are so pink floyd um uh, at least those background vocals but they're they're and there's i'm trying to describe this um how can i describe it again album tends to drift off into this place where it's like um you kind of like forget what you're listening to where like you're not sure (laughs) that you're still on the same album or like is spotify just kicked in something else you know, where, where you're just, right. all right, like it's, it's really plotting and I've just kind of moved on and you just, you've just, this is that part of the album where like Spotify, out. yeah, I mean, like Spotify could just be picking random songs at this point. And I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like it's not driving to a conclusion. It's not resolving anything. It's just a very plotting place and you yeah. really hope that it's going to pick up, um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like it's Hendrix a little just had Hendrix had the closers, didn't he? Voodoo Child, yeah. Bold as Love, 
are you, I'm like, man, like this guy had the closer on lock. <laughs> like he had his, his closer game was yeah, just Harry, like, he yeah. was, it was, it was uh, pretty tough. Oh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's Eric some- Gagne or whatever Eric. that guy was that was unstoppable as a closer, you know, like he, oh. he was so like, it was, it's iconic and you're just not feeling that it's coming this time. Like I just, I'm just not. Yeah, it's, it's where it is. It's kind of hard hitting as this is. It feels like there's something holding it back and I just don't know. Cause you think, it's okay. not hard. Like it's plotting. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, too it's, much of the same riff. Yeah. I mean, it's got that. I mean, I think here more than ever, I think he's kind of, if you want to call it the, again, it's, it's Jimmy hard rock blues, but it's probably the most blues influence kind of like that. Cause, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody knows yeah, that he was uh, like an Albert King, Freddie King. Like, yeah, they're just the three kings, including B.B. Yeah, just that kind of fat sounding kind of uh, transitional blues. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just something I don't know. There just feels like there is. Yeah, like it could be great, but there's just something maybe that was maybe Jimmy wasn't done with this one. Who knows? Yeah, maybe there was one thing uh, left just to really fatten it up. But I, I don't know. I don't hate it. Yeah. Who was that Cubs pitcher that always gave up the save? Wasn't that that uh, Antonio Alfonseca? Yes, that it sounds like uh, Dusty Baker or whatever. This is this is the song he's walking out to to call calling <laughs> Alfonseca because you're yeah, not I'll, confident that you're going to get a good close here. It's just not a bad close. It's not your. your it just I don't know. Like the album, it's, it's, I it's checked out of the album. It, it, and again, maybe at this point, I mean, you have when you have a song with Storm in the title, you're waiting for like, okay, oh, Jimmy's doing a, okay, this is gonna rip, and it just doesn't. It just kind of, yeah, it's yeah, it's like okay, like a instead of a rip, you're just kind of cracking your shoulder or whatever, like that kind of, yeah, it's it's a crack, it's not a rip. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's let's close it out. Um, if you were really confident. I'm not sure you will be in the title of Belly Button Window. <laughs> um, but I do, you, you I, never I, know. I he could surprise us. So let's start this at 1 minute and 55 seconds. You know they got pills for ills and thrills and even spills. But I think you're just a little too late. So I'm coming down into this world, daddy. Regardless of love and hate And I'm gonna wanna sit up in your bed, mama And just a grin right in your face And then I'm gonna eat up all your chocolates And say I hope I'm not too late So if there's any questions, make up your mind Cause you better give or take The questions in your mind Get if you take You only got to hunt Well there's that straight blues you were uh, I don't know if you were looking for that mark but uh, Oh yeah I'm looking for it Yeah, <laughs> If I could find it in 10 million other places I could get you, it here I guess You know what's you know, this, is, this is the one thing that Probably the most frustrating moment on the album for me And not for what you think I mean you had plots it's just kind of it sounds like a demo um, but I actually appreciated the lyrics. This is, this is, that's what I remembered about this. Uh, cause it's very dark and self-deprecating kind of like what Kurt, what Kurt Cobain would do later talking, or something like that. Yeah. Where, yeah, where he's, but here he's talking about like whether he should have been even born or not, which I thought was a very interesting thing to explore. 
and here and maybe some people like that maybe some people prefer like it's weird kind of quirky like he's got the straight blues but he's but i just feel like this song deserves more yeah there, there's some really interesting self-reflection here especially knowing jimmy's story where i'm like man they really it's too bad that this didn't get fleshed out more yeah, I mean, yeah, just talking about like being inside or like as a fear, which is it's very it is it is very grunge actually. It's very kind of yeah, talking about twenty years before. Um, yeah, it's like like belly button window looking out, like saying okay, do I do I am I wanted out there? Do I even want to leave? Do I want to stay in the yeah in the warm darkness of yeah? I, I found it very fascinating, and I'm just disappointed that it wasn't. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen. I'm just, too bad yeah, Kurt didn't do a. I would have liked to have seen him take a. a, a swipe at this yeah that would have been a you know what's funny is that i would have just uh i'm almost longing for polly <laughs> yeah. just, at least the 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 polly wanna crack yeah. like it just has like this just like that straight blues like interesting topic chris i agree yeah interesting uh at least base to build off i would of, have just the fact that it's just paired with a um, you know, what the tape's rolling, just, 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 right. it also, it also sounds, sounds at certain points where he's like eating or something or drinking. And where it sounds, <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like there's like a, like there's just like, it, it was just so irritating. Like, I'm, I would, I would love to like hear like a, like a heavier band cover this. Uh, just like, okay, let's really give it some weight. But then you'd probably piss off some of like the meat and potatoes Hendrix fans. Oh, just get it. It's, it's perfect how it is. Yeah. Just keep it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's dense like the song is. Yeah, he's yeah. recording this song. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's dense. It's dense like the topic. It's like well, I don't care. I want to hear. I want this song to really, even a Tool song. You know, this, I mean, I think I'd, I'd love to see Tool take a swipe swipe at something like this. Yeah, because yeah, that's even probably even more than Kurt. Probably more in their wheelhouse. Yeah, this is just very dark, introspective kind of. Uh, and here it just doesn't feel. This like the music doesn't bring you in like it should. And it doesn't help that it's three and a half minutes. Yeah, I could. I I was expecting this type of song with this type of feel to be like a minute and a half. Yeah, you know, and just leave minute us. fifty and, tops. And that yeah. that would have been like almost more impactful because you're like, wait, was he just talking about not being alive? That was really quick and then done. And then you're like, oh, and it's a weird so way instead to of like, oh, let's yeah. just drag it out. And as far as an official like authorized like studio discography it is a weird or i guess maybe an appropriate way to to end the uh, like you're ending with him being self-deprecating and just wanting to like should i exist or should i just disappear into the yeah i don't know like i said it's 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 frustrating because it should have been more or it deserved more but again jimmy's not there i would yeah i would have liked to have seen him really kind of yeah, yeah, like do something like "Are You Experienced," but like something like that with this song, where it just has yeah. this very kind of epic, kind of. What with the music yeah. of "Are You Experienced"? Yeah, exactly. You know what I well, you know what I mean. Where it has, where it tells, where you, where the music also tells a, a story, where it's not just like sitting because this is essentially just the campfire kind of. Yeah. This is and this is not the kind of campfire song you want to listen to because it's, it's <laughs> not the kind to, of campfire I want to go to. Yeah, like as far as trying, trying to go to try to button window. It's like what? Yeah, was, was he singing about death? Like, like or, or about when he died? Yeah, everybody just leaves in silence. It's some party one. guy. Okay, yeah. we're, uh, it's, I'm gonna it's just take like some kind of thing where, like, like you know, they invited him to play, and it's yeah. just like I was not what people were expecting. <laughs> if you mind, if you mind, I'm gonna expecting yeah. belly button window at this campfire. Yeah, if you mind, I'm oh. gonna take my beer and marshmallows if it's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm about done with Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say that. Uh, anyway, if this yeah. is the end of it. I'm perfectly happy with what we have in our first two albums. 
and the third one being a fun, uh, you know, experimental difference maker, I suppose, in terms of what uh, what the guy could do and how the boundaries you could push. So, uh, should we do a seven for the buy on this one, or did I, you prepare I, anything? I first? actually did. I put. Uh, I, I went through the trouble. So okay. <laughs> we're doing Lord. it. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's see. Number one. True or false? Uh, Jimmy's last normal tour before he died was actually called the Cry of Love tour. Yes, Kevin. Going with true. You are correct. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Somewhere I read that. All right. Um, all right. True or false? Uh, continuing on that note, uh, the tour was cut short due to Mitch Mitchell becoming very ill. True or false? Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, Mark. I'm going to go with false. You are correct. It was actually Billy Cox. Yeah, that got sick. Yeah. yeah. Mitch Mitchell was... Uh... All over this record. I mean, uh, uh, Billy Cox was too, I guess, so I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, actually... Uh, all right, anyway, okay, let me go into the next question. All right, um, a multiple choice. Uh, which song from the album did Buddy play on? Uh, was it A, Freedom, B, Astro Man, or C, Easy Rider? Oh, yes, wow. I do, I know this one. This is Easy Rider. Yeah, you are correct. Okay, okay. let's see, will he... Mark just pulled ahead. All right. Make it quick. Here we go. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. True or false? The album cracked the top three on the Billboard 200. Oh, top three. Oh, the Billboard questions. We haven't had one of these in a while. Oh, Marcus. Yeah, I I know that there was a reasonably strong single on this one. Um, so I'm gonna go with true. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Wow, Mark yeah. gets it. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Was it Angel or Freedom that was the single that, um, that did pretty I, well? I, I think I, it was Freedom. I don't have the window open, but... Uh, you did pretty well. You, you redeemed yourself with the billboard questions. All right, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Mark, right, Mark yeah, takes ding, ding, ding. Okay, Mark's cool. got his extra... Ah, uh, now it's my turn, right? So. And now, love it or flush it. Oh, let's see if I remember the order. Mark... Uh, myself and Chris, if that's correct yep. for tonight. So we're starting it off. The opener, Freedom. Mark, what do you think? Um, because I have two buys, I'm just gonna give this one a big love. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this song. Maybe it's typical. But it, it gave me the best feeling <laughs> listening to this album. I was really pumped for it. And it's probably uh, definitely one I would come back to out of this album. So, Chris. Um, it's funny. I normally would have bought this one. Um, uh, but I think that at least for me, that would have been maybe a little too predictable because this is one of my favorite kind of after he passed away songs. Um, but I'm gonna, yeah, at least for now, I'm going to give this one a big love. Okay. Drifting. Soft and smooth. Mark. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Uh, we do have, uh, we have been doing double buys and double terminates. Do we want to continue with that or just. Oh, for everything? Yeah. Uh, might, uh, might as well keep it. So that gives you three buys, right? It gives me three buys, gives you two buys, give Kevin oh. two buys. Okay. Two yeah, why not? Too. Okay. You All right. Buy two this terminates. One? Would you you buy know what? Freedom, I'm, bu- I'm buying this one too then. All right. Oh, Mark up, Chris. Oh, drifting. Freedom. No, freedom. Oh. Do you want to oh, go freedom. back? Now that Are you, you have freedom, two, Chris? 
No, I, I'm going to hold off. I'm just okay. giving freedom a big love, yeah. All right, drifting uh, to Mark. Um, strangely, I'm going to buy this one, too. Wow. Uh, in, again, in my uh, construction of my buys and terminates as a screenplay, I feel like this being the second-to-last scene is appropriate. I don't know why. Okay. This one sticks with me. At least okay. a lot more than Angel. Uh, I'll respect that, at least. Uh, I'm going to keep this one around. Just give it a stock love for me. I don't hate it. Don't really like its placement, but who knows what that was, you know, with going on. So I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, Chris, drifting. Uh, yeah, this one kind of got saved from the bull for me because, I know, again, initially I just I couldn't couldn't f- really figure out what to make of it but uh saved from the bowl it's like saved by the bell but same from a yeah, much worse fate uh so i'm gonna give this just a regular love uh it did give me a warm blanket feeling so okay uh mark easy rider you spoke highly of this does it still ride high Yes, it does. I think this might be the first time that any album has opened up with triple buys. That's what it's doing for me. I am just... You just spent all your cash in a row. I I did. I think this is the That is a pretty solid solid uh, uh, opening three songs, yeah, yeah, for three in a row. And to have a a moment to where your, your film ends with the plane taking off you know, with, with the yeah. spirit of Hendrix, um, yeah. you know, continuing on, just guiding itself forward and, and leapfrogging blues and, and or is it like releasing yourself from the trellis of blues and going forward to straight ahead 70s hard rock. I mean, it was going to be a great, it's going to be a great decade of music, really a great two decades of music to come. And uh, yeah, Hendrix really is in many ways the bridge from everything that was before to everything that was going to become in terms of uh, the language of rock and roll. You're just trying to be, you're just giving him a lot of credit here because he crashes right into standard blues in a couple yeah, of songs. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah that, but that's, but that's okay. I appreciate the screenplay effort. I'll just blame the record label for that one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You can always do that. Uh, I'm going to give this one a big love. Probably one of the better songs on the album. Definitely, you know what? Uh, three for three I've enjoyed in some way on this so far. So, Chris, Easy Rider. Uh, yeah, this will be my first buy. Yeah, this was a massive uh, kind of surprise. Yeah, cause, again, it was a song I wasn't familiar with, but because uh, uh, you look at the title, it's, it's probably going to be kind of a cheesier kind of right. But it actually, it, 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 it's got that funky kind of sly stone feel, but with the hard rock edge, and I, yeah, I really appreciated it. So, yeah. Sure. All right, Mark, moving on to Nightbird <laughs> Flying. Uh, this one gets the flush. The momentum has lost. Oh, I knew we'd get to this point because this one's getting the flush for me as well. Chris, Nightbird uh... Flying. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, scud missile the hoedown. (laughs) Just like an Iraqi wedding. This was a a hoedown. I forgot about that. We are a non-PC show, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Moving on to my friend, Mark. How do you feel about my friend? I'm okay with it. Okay. All right, just, just give it a, give it a, 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 a fair love. 
Okay, well, I had a little bit of a problem with the clinking, clacking, drinking. <laughs> uh, so you know what's going to happen. Somebody lit the fuse and is running. The bar has been eliminated. <laughs> Silence. Uh, <laughs> Chris. Uh, I'm not going to kill it, but I'll blush it. Uh, I kind of like, I like the production on it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm the only one who likes this one. I'm, or at least I'm okay with it. Ah, uh, Mark. Straight ahead. Uh, this one, I think, is going to be a T. Kind of a confused T. I'm like a, uh, I don't know. I'm just bombing indiscriminately here. You know what? You know what? I'm giving this a T because I don't even, even in my notes when I said I don't remember it, I still don't remember it after the discussion. Your notes were, I don't remember this. The one. notes are, the song was playing and I didn't even notice. Uh, so, yes, it gets. Yeah, I mean, again, like yeah, just yeah, the first like three seconds of that Jackson Five riff, it was. But again, I it made me laugh more than wackage, actually like. Wackage, wackage. Yeah, it makes me think of like Microsoft Pinball Arcade music. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a little too. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to blow this one up too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, terminate the cluster munitions are flying. I'm, I'm, I might I might have to drop <laughs> my score actually the, now the more uh, I think of it. <laughs> the uh, what's that? Uh, the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Light the sky is is yeah is lighting the ground here yeah. is breaking oh, some articles of the Geneva yeah. Convention. Um, Astro Man, Mark. I will keep this one around. Like I said, um, memorably mediocre. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna close out the screenplay with Astro Man. Oh, come on. Just being stupid. What else is there? What else is there to buy on the rest of this album? You could have bought Easy Rider. Uh, I could have, but I knew you were going to, yeah. so it didn't well, really. Well, you know. well, I guess, I guess uh, that makes two pinheads. Uh, I guess see, I'm gonna buy it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a song. I yeah, I, I, I always liked it. For, I don't know. I always enjoyed it. And again, it's it's, it's a song <laughs> I I remember <laughs> a long time ago. It, it was in my Hendrix wheelhouse. It just stood out. Yeah, and yeah. And, Right. I'm not saying I'm surprising not... everybody with a love, but then I got outclassed. It's all yeah. about <laughs> driving your 1970 T top C3 Corvette uh, to that's... the launch pad because <laughs> you're an astronaut. That's that's that, that is oh, what you're listening to. Oh. Mark is confused. Yeah, I, I'm sure Neil Ar- like Buzz was popping on Astro Man, <laughs> thinking of I, the glory know, days I, of land or orbiting the moon. <laughs> I hope that he was. That's all I'm Here saying. I come to save the day. And, and you know what? They probably were. They're probably a little weird. Um, anyway. <laughs> Too much anti-grav. <laughs> oh, God. Mark has been on fire in this love it or flush it. How much we're going to have to edit out, I'm not sure. They tell the Ukrainian jokes start flying. Um, oh, let's just move on to Angel. Um, what do you feel about that, Mark? Uh, this is the, well, I don't know. If, if, if we had Little Wing Part 2, and I, I don't know, I like drifting better. Uh, I hate to flush this one because it's really not that bad. I guess I'll keep 
bit. Just oh, it's just a squeeze. It's just yeah. it's just a mail order bride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. It's I, it's, I, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a, a, a contractual obligation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't, maybe I don't feel that badly about it, but it, it's definitely lower than a stock love. It just feels like it's there. And it's like, not I, I, that bad. It's so. a wave from across uh, the quad. Yeah. <laughs> you would never listen Bye. to this mm-hmm. yeah. instead of Little Wing. Yeah. No, no you really, you wouldn't. Really Castles in the sand, reasons. drifting. Yeah. So, all right, Chris, Angel. Uh, same, Castles same way. I, I was. Um, get your get your names right, and you don't want to get the fury yeah. of the uh, of the Oof. Hendrix crowd. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. the names of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, I'm tuning out. Uh, <laughs> made it this far. Come on, stick around. We got two more to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, In from the storm. Oh, Chris. You, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give. It, yeah, just give it a very light squeeze. I mean, I, I want to flesh it, but yeah, it, yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it, it it has a heart to it, even though if the music kind of is a little cheese ball. Yeah. So Every, yeah. Everybody wants to pull this the uh, the handle, but nobody really has the motivation to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of uh, order. Yeah. Urine is just pooling in the, in the toilet. <laughs> Anyway, uh, in from the storm, Mark. Flush. <laughs> no, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Is this the one that plods? This is the plotty one. This one's this the T. Yeah, this the, is sorry, the sorry. Yeah. Oh, this Ooh. gets the tea. Goodbye. Oh. Okay. This is the part, yeah, the part of the album where I check out. I've already so, checked so you, out. So, you, so you flushed a, an, M, an yeah. M80 uh, down he after it, yeah. He doesn't <laughs> I, even I remember. Quickly. Stuff the tea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, flush. That's for me. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I, I didn't hate this one, but I do agree. It's not. Uh, it's not completely up to up to uh, standards. But I'll just give it a very light squeeze. Yeah. Okay. Uh, belly button window closing out the <laughs> album, possibly the career. I I don't know how you want to call it really, but uh, Mark. How are you feeling about this closer? Uh, I'm feeling like Alex does when we close out a discography and he is surprised at his rating, his overall. Like, there's no way that I like Guns N' Roses more than Nirvana, right? Well, the score says so. And there's no way that I like Hendrix more than Chris does because currently it is neck and neck. And I feel like I know which way Chris is going and what I do here. We'll determine the fate. Uh, of who ends up getting the Hendrix fanboy crown on this one. And Chris kind of saved this one for me, but the music is just that uninteresting. Could have done better. Probably would have done better. So I just have to end with a flush. Yeah. Chris. You really tried hard. I don't know if that was your intention. No, but... I wasn't trying. I, like I said, I was probably more irritated than anything else. With this song. Yeah. <laughs> but he's terminate the thing. Well, you, you oh. brought some good points to the table. Um, they really brought my opinion up with the song. But in the end, it, it was pretty low to start. Yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> it's like when the toilet is clogged and you think it might come up. You know, the, oh, with the water level, will it come up this time after the plunge? And it doesn't. And so that's what just happened. Time for another round. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chris. I, guess, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take the uh, the crown. I guess, uh, but again, this is gonna be a, just a light squeeze again, just for the content. Um, 
Yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to flush it, but I'm not gonna give it. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm only rating it on the content. Uh, like I said, I want to keep it around because I want I, I would have I'd love to see. Yeah, I would have as far as what could have been done with it. There's there there's a lot there that could have been yeah, to make this like they could have made this a very interesting kind of well not a classic but just a great deep cut. Um, and there's of course a lot keeping it back, but again, this sounds like the end of the tape reel as far as. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. There we're, was we're, nothing after this. Yeah, like they, like they, like the, like, the like yeah, like like Jimmy was writing. Like we had this great set of lyrics, and it's like, okay, what are we gonna? Okay, who knows? This could have been just like a again, where you hear people like, okay, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna start off on acoustic guitar. We're just gonna get the main kind of structure of the song down, and then we'll come back to it. And who knows if that's we, we never got that. I'd like to Would think have been that. funny if they cut off halfway and you heard just heard the t- sound of the real the real tape flopping around where it goes. Fit, 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 fit. Yeah, and it's like okay, in we'll the, have to go mid sentence. It cuts and you get. Fit, 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 it's like we'll, we'll come back to it later, or we'll finish it later, and then he dies, and it's like oh, okay, this, is, this is what we have. A song, well, what could have been? That's that's what the song is. It's good. What what could have been? That's if if any. Uh, it's got a strong center with a lot of weak. Uh, it's a famous composer. I think yeah. it's Shostakovich or something that yeah. uh, died that halfway through. He died writing his seventh symphony, and then someone else picked it up. And you can kind of tell the moment where it just stops and you know, changes a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, it loses that. Uh, yeah, I just this felt is like, kind of just like yeah. a more an album full of that, whereas just it's the pieces are there just the time or he just couldn't put them together or he just didn't have the time yeah. to put them together. and it sucks yeah, because of this ending i mean i love i mean i love dark introspective or, or, or self-reflective songs and i just man i'd love just to see somebody just take the lyrics and just make their own song anything else yeah like some kind of like yeah yeah i don't know yeah some cool dark synth heavy something i don't know let's let's completely let's take it out of the blues and put it into yeah the synth wave i don't know something yeah totally yeah. different her dark belly wave, button, yeah. Belly button window uh, needs some work. Yeah, <laughs> just put it there. It needs a little yeah. workshop. A belly button blue origin blues yeah. would be the future <laughs> song we have in mind here. Uh, so that closes out Hendrix. Uh, we, we might be back at you with one more album to wrap uh, uh, the entire discography. Talk about his legacy. Talk about how he stacks up against some of the other guitarists of the era. Uh, overrated, underrated. What are your thoughts? And who won the contest? Who is the Hendrix fanboy queen of of the discography? Uh, I think we know who that's going to be. It's the person who owns all the shirts. Yeah. Uh, I think their money was well spent there. So, uh, yeah, as far as ratings, listen to that one. As far yeah. as ra- ratings, what uh, are we sticking? I think I'm going to drop a, po- a half point actually. That's I what I was thinking, Chris. You flushed a little, uh, quite a few. I'll do six and a half. Like I said, it's there's a lot to listen here, but it, I don't think it breaks the. Uh, Kevin, the you go C, five, uh, five out of five. Five point five. I'm going up to six just based on the strengths of those first three songs, but it doesn't deserve a point, a quarter point, a tenth more than that, really. So, yeah, okay. and we'll pick it up and decide what we are going to do next. Probably going to be stepping into the 1970s. Feel like that's only appropriate to pick it up there. Eh, head to the 80s, 90s, 2000s. We'll probably go chronologically heading forward from here. But uh, might throw another episode your way towards Hendrix and see where that stacks. Uh, hopefully, it'll be live streaming next time. Twitch TV slash Light the Sky. Uh, if you want to debate us live next time. So, see you then. <laughs>